This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three. Close. That's the best one yet. That's the best <laughs> one yet. Hello. And welcome <laughs> to my favorite murder. The mini-sode. Yeah, the short one. Yeah. Let's you do know. this. Let's do the little one. You right? go first. This go. is the quick this is the quick hit to hold you over. That's right. How's your uh today's quarantine going? Fine. Oh, I went and laid in the sun a little bit. Man, that felt good. Yeah. Try it. Okay. Well, it's different right now, for me. Right now. It's 15 minutes. <laughs> I come back and I'm covered in blisters. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I have sunstroke. <laughs> My first email, the subject line is hometown, in quotes, halving. The word half. half. Like half. Half. Yes. But with a V, so it's very difficult to pronounce. It is. But you did Unless great. you're Dutch. Thanks. Okay. Salutations. Nice. Great. This is fucking a spider wrote this to us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charlie, is that you? So you didn't die. A relative, spoiler alert, <laughs> a relatively new listener here. Um, I had to listen to your episodes in order. I was introduced to your podcast by my brother and I'm obsessed with it. Hmm. Thanks for the laughs in, uh, on my morning commute and giving me something other than excruciating traffic to think about. But Not anymore. But you miss that fucking traffic, don't you? See, <laughs> this is the way life teaches us. It's all over. <laughs> Gear loose. Um, okay. It says for this, ironically here, it says, for the sake of brevity, I'll get down to it. I grew up in a small mountain community in Northern California where my father was the fire captain at the local fire station. As a kid, he'd come home after a shift and tell us about some of his experiences, mostly meant to teach us valuable life lessons. Dash. Sounds Kids, familiar. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. Lesson after lesson. Um, but here it says, kids skateboarding accidents, always wear a helmet, house fires, don't leave a candle burning. My dad is obsessed with that one. Don't leave a candle burning and make sure you turn off the stove. Dash, dash, you get the idea. I'll lecture aside. Believe me when I say that he saw some shit in his 32-year career. Mm. Of course he did. Uh, but one particular story takes the cake and will forever be burned into my memory. The highway that runs through our mountain community is pretty treacherous, especially in the wet winter months. Some say it's one of the most dangerous in the world, claiming lives on a regular basis. I wonder if they live in Calistoga, because there's mm. a couple of those mountain communities up there that are, it's crazy. It's truly on the mountain. Like windy and terrifying hairpin turns and stuff. Yeah. Uh -uh. And just forest on either side. And oh, sure. Scary. Uh, parentheses. Um, you can imagine my dad's life lessons when it came to driving. One rainy <laughs> evening, a man in a small sedan was driving behind a flatbed truck towing a tractor when one of the chains securing the tractor came loose. The tractor rolled off the flatbed <gasps> and onto the sedan behind it, severing the car and the driver in half. Ah. Uh, 
Think upper body in the back seat, lower body jammed no! underneath the steering wheel. <laughs> After determining that the driver, a man in his mid-30s, was most definitely deceased and no longer in need of medical attention, my dad proceeded to search for some identification. He opened the glove box in the hopes of finding the man's registration or other documents when he found a loaded handgun and a handwritten note. Hoping the note would give the, a clue to the man's identity, he began to read it. The note addressed to the parents of the driver's girlfriend, and the driver proceeded to explain all of the reasons why he had murdered their daughter. My dad and his crew were eventually able to identify the man. After his shift, my dad recounted the story to my mom, and as it turns out, here's the kicker. <laughs> like, this story needs a kicker. Yeah. My mom grew up with the guy and was friends with his sister. She described him as someone that was, quote, not really friendly and not a jerk, just kind of there, oh, end quote. God. Needless to say, if it weren't for the tractor and perhaps the death highway, the girlfriend <laughs> would have been murdered. Stay sexy and make sure items are secured before driving away. And don't murder your girlfriend. Just break up with her like a normal person. B. So he was on his way to kill the girlfriend. He hadn't just killed the girlfriend. Correct. Well, yes, it seems, seems like they way. would have mentioned. Yeah. Holy He was shit. on his way. He Holy was on shit. his way. That, I mean, amazing if true. A great story if not. I mean, that sound that has uh, that reeks of legendary hometown yeah. style stuff. But please don't tell us if it's not. I feel like those are always like my friend's dad knew yes. another dad who <laughs> they all know each other. Turns out. Yes. OK. Yeah. Dottie's sleeping on my stories. So let me grab them. OK. Okay. Sorry, she looks really pissed off. Okay, well, she has a right to be. Amen, sister. She she has it really hard. <laughs> it's really. She's right? been quarantining her whole fucking life. <laughs> now I know. We're all indoor cats now. <laughs> Every last one of us. <laughs> we really are. So you you don't like it? Let your cat out. Okay, this one's called that one time a guy chopped up his wife on my parents' wedding day. Oh, hello to my. This is weird. Hello to my two favorite vintage dress connoisseurs. I don't oh. think I've seen you in a vintage dress, have I? Don't hog vintage dress area. <laughs> I was there when you were fucking seven, talking about Sesame Street and shit. I was in the vintage stores. You were. Scrubbing through. Sorry, scouring the word. Thank you, scouring. You were. You're right. So that's, Scouring through. It's giving myself scabies. That's right. Uh, I, I crawled so you could run. <laughs> 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 that was beautiful. I just don't have the energy anymore. I really, I had to look. It. Mine, I was more grandma. You were, you were more like, um, perfect ast astronaut's wife, sixties. Yeah. I was much more grandma drag. Okay. I loved a really dowdy, um, you know, one of those fifties dresses that was like brown and black plaid. Your name would have been waist. Mabel or something. <laughs> yes, fully. And then okay. orthopedic shoe. Oh, that I love was it. my thing. Yeah. That's so cute. Thank you. So cute. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Okay, this story comes from my mom's hometown. I've always been a murderino at heart. I would secretly switch the TV to Investigation Discovery when my parents left the room. But my mom doesn't share the same passion for true crime that I do, probably because her and my dad are both therapists mm. and hear enough crazy stories at work. So when my mom was recounting her wedding day and mentioned that her priest couldn't come to her wedding reception because he was comforting a local family after a, hor a horrible tragedy, I was immediately hooked. It took a little bit of prying to get the full scoop out of her, but it turns out that the story revolves around a local well-loved man who owned a family taco shop. Now, the same weekend my mom and dad were prepping for their lovely wedding, this man 
all caps, chopped up his wife and cooked her at their taco shop. Oh, no. Yep, it says. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yep. He hit her over the head with a metal bar, dismembered her body, and then cooked cooked up her remains at their restaurant. If there's anything remotely funny about this story, it would be that during my mom's otherwise lovely wedding video, you can hear my aunt, who is much more of a murderino than my mom, loudly and graphically discussing how they found... uh, the man's wife's head in a box. Oh my god! Uh huh. Many bet the attest- mom was so pissed. The bride was so pissed. So pissed. Was talking like, it's about fine. That. No, it's fine. No, I. It's you. Of course, we have to talk about it. She's like livid. <laughs> Many attest to the fact that the man and his wife had a seemingly happy marriage before the incident, making it all the more shocking to locals. Apparently, he saw... I'm not saying his the guy's name is in this, but I'm not saying it. So, um, the man apparently saw his wife as a demon at the time of the incident. Many doctors and sheriffs blamed this, quote, on marijuana-induced psychosis. Yeah. Uh, And then she says, to me, that explanation sounds like some war on drugs era bullshit. (laughs) My mom and many others that knew him attribute his violent behavior to his recent brain surgery to remove a blood clot. Oh, that's a that's a, a plot of a uh, law and order. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. They, they believe he never fully recovered from the surgery and was never quite the same after. Either yeah. way, it's a tragic story and probably put a slight damper on my parents' wedding day. However, yeah. my grandma was much more worried about John F. Kennedy Jr., whose plane went missing that day. Oh, this was God. definitely a very bad day for a wedding. Uh, woo. Sorry for that heaviness. On the bright side, my parents still remember their wedding fondly and have been happily married for almost 21 years. Hey. Like I mentioned, yeah, they're both therapists and are um, completing as many Skype and phone calls as they can during this international pandemic to make sure their clients still have access to the help they need. This is a gentle reminder to listeners that caring for your mental health is more important than ever right now. Oh, nice. Stay sexy and try not to schedule your wedding on the same day as a horrific local tragedy. Aaron from Michigan. Oof. Yeah. Horrifying. But it almost feels like since the parents are still married, which is actually the odds are against you. So that's great news. It's like all the bad luck. I mean, it's not luck, but all the bad vibes went somewhere else and they got. Good point. I mean, that's a it's that's an odd uh, stance to take it's almost like I'm being a spiritualist or something <laughs> right or that you're like wait for bad things to happen before you yeah. do anything good wait for a bad magnet to come and so <laughs> I don't even know what the point is I hope other mm. people ha- have tragedy befall them before yeah. you have any joy yeah that's a uh, very revealing about really <laughs> how I am okay Let's see. This just says hometown story. Hey, lovelies. Let's skip all the blah, blah, blah. I love you guys stuff for now and get to it. Love it. My mom and I were cooking dinner one night and listening to a podcast and they were covering Richard Ramirez. Out of nowhere, my mom just calmly says, did you know your grandma was almost his 15th victim? (gasps) Immediately, I just stopped everything and screamed, what are you? Wait, are you serious? And she said, yep. And she was 15 and had... And he had come up behind her and her friends, grabbed her, and apparently had a knife in his hand. She ended up punching him in the balls, and he let her go. So uh, that was in quotes. I call my grandma, and she confirmed that this was true. Before I could even finish saying his name to ask her if it was true, she cut me off, gasping, and went on with the story. She said uh, her and her friends were walking home one day. And out of nowhere, she was grabbed from the back and he had a knife held to her and she yelled to her friends to run and get help. My grandma fought as hard as she could until eventually she just punched him in the dick. 
<laughs> after <Holy> that, <laughs> after that, she said she felt like passing out, but she knew that she had to keep running for help. Eventually, she got to her family and friends she was walking with, and they tried to chase him down, but they couldn't catch him. A few days later, she saw him on the news, and she saw that they caught him. I'm so <laughs> thankful my grandma was able to get out of that alive. And she even said she's glad he died back in 2013 when she heard about his death because, quote, that's what he gets for everything he did. Yeah. Thanks for all the laughs and smiles you give me. You've helped me through some tough times. Give Elvis a cookie and pet Steven's mustache for me. <laughs> SSTGM Jules. Wow. Jules. Wow. First hand and grandma. Oh, my God. Also, how young is Jules that her grandma yeah. was 15 when Richard Ramirez? This is a baby writing us to her family news. You're too Hi. young, Jules. Jules. Go to bed. <laughs> but we thank you for getting us that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Get you us know, the that's good the shit. good stuff we want. And then go to bed. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account and it tells you that your password is incorrect? And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payment details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash mfm one password.com slash mfm goodbye all right i'm not gonna tell you the name uh hi k g s pets it's k slash g you get it Mm -hmm. i sent this once before but let me be honest i'm quarantined and have nothing better to do but spam my favorite podcasters here we go My father was in graduate school in Rochester, New York, during the Vietnam War. While he was there, there was an attack on the nearby Army draft offices. No one was hurt, but draft registry files were destroyed, and the attackers just generally ransacked the place. One of the files that happened to be destroyed was my uncle's, who avoided the draft because he was a practicing Buddhist and a conscientious objector. The whole incident was called the Flower City Conspiracy and officially dubbed a terrorist attack. Years later, my dad was catching up with an old friend from grad school who casually asked, whatever happened with that FBI investigation? My dad had no idea what he meant, but his friend explained that back in school, the FBI had approached people in their friend circle and interviewed them about my dad and his possible connection to the attack. Since his brother's file was destroyed and he was just generally known to be a draft dodging hippie, he was basically on the short list of people who might be involved. The Freedom of Information Act meant my dad could request any old documents about him, so he decided to head to the FBI's offices and find out what their old investigation turned up. The secretary at the office told him that they could release the files, but there was a five-cent charge per page for copies. Thinking this was fine, he agreed, only to be told that the total would be almost $1,000. What? 
<laughs> Turns out they had amassed thousands and thousands of pages on him during that time. Where he went, what he did, ladies he had over to his apartment, etc. The FBI secretary offered him a condensed version with just the highlights. I guess spark notes on dossiers are a common practice, uh, which is what he ended up getting. My dad said he might have done a lot fewer drugs if he knew there was a man in a black car outside watching. <laughs> Jesus. But the investigation never came up with any real connection to the Flower City conspiracy, and they never brought any charges against him. How much want to bet he did it? No. <laughs> Stop it. That's it. Stay sexy and don't get murdered and live a life the FBI could write 10,000 pages on. Tara. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a good point. That's also, wouldn't you kill to read a day by day diary of what you did? Like, first of all, so boring. But <laughs> for my narcissism piece, it would be so satisfying yeah. to be like, and then I took the bus to the gap. Yeah. She looked uh, contemplative that day and she yeah. smoked three cigarettes. <laughs> and, and she, she wore, wore a grand. She dressed like a grandma. <laughs> she wore a shawl and a bonnet. It's very odd. Uh, the barrettes in her hair didn't make sense because she didn't need them, but they seemed more decorative than she anything She kept trying else. to give children candy. That's kind of the most embarrassing part of that era of the 90s was was barrettes no one actually needed. Oh, a lot yeah. of just two barrettes, it, a lot of baby behavior. Okay. <laughs> this is... This one is quite something. Okay. Uh, the baby behavior. Why isn't this a real episode? And we could call it baby behavior. I know. Uh, so the subject line is celebrity chef's Lamborghini stolen with a side of attempted murder. Uh, hi, best friends. Let's get into it. I'm from Marin County. And in high school in 2009, I was running with the wrong crowd. <laughs> Aww. What what an epic beginning. Great job. <laughs> One day I was hanging with my friend and he casually told me that our mutual friend was planning to steal a car from a famous chef in San Francisco. <laughs> the mutual <laughs> the mutual friend was older than me. He was like 16 at the time and he didn't strike me as the James Bond Grand Theft Auto type. So even though I was a young murderino, I still really didn't give a shit. Some months later, my friend shows me an article with a headline like Guy Fieri's Lamborghini is stolen from dealership in San Francisco. No. <laughs> Just uh, want to let that sink in for a moment. Our <laughs> mutual friend stole Guy Fieri's Lamborghini, oh Mr. Flavortown himself. He rappelled off the roof in the middle of the night, impersonated a worker, drove that shit off the lot, and Joy rode it over the Golden Gate Bridge. He deserves it. He, no charges pressed. <laughs> for real. You, you get you get it. You get away clean. And listen to this. The thing was bright freaking yellow. <laughs> and he was literally 16 years old. I honestly couldn't even drive at 16. So I was like, holy shit. This is also epic because those cars are it, it's it, well known that they're impossible to drive. They're are they? so hard to drive. Yeah. Because yeah, they're sure. it's just like a crazy racing machine. Oh, that's so badass. I love this guy. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't found the car yet, and they didn't have a suspect in mind. I was like, there's no way I can get involved in this, but I want, but I know more than the cops about this crazy heist. After a few months without running into him, though, I once again started minding my own business. The bummer for him was that he was actually kind of a huge asshole sociopath, and instead of being the coolest 16-year-old ever, he caused a massive scene trying to kill his ex-girlfriend <gasps> by shooting at her from his motorcycle outside the 2 a.m. club in Mill Valley, where nothing like this has literally ever happened. So the police tracked his motorcycle back to a storage unit, and then boom, there's the bright yellow Lambo, along with a ton of <laughs> shit like fake IDs, drugs, and guns. 
I'm sorry. He is the coolest 16 year old. Imagine what his parents are going through. Oh, imagine the leather jacket that guy wears. Uh, when <laughs> vegan ca- leather, which it's is the vegan. coolest. Oh, it's so cool. When they caught him, Guy Fieri actually had to testify against him in court in Marin, and I can't help but giggle when I think about it. Anyways, the kid got sent to jail for attempted murder and is sitting across the bay in San Quentin as we speak. He's still an icon regardless of his murderous fuckery, but it's a bummer he had to ruin it by being an asshole. Mm. Thanks for reading this, and I hope the facts are accurate because in truth, MFM form I did my best <laughs> <laughs> I don't Hell care yeah. if they're accurate we don't want the truth it's good stuff we can't but handle hey, the truth and then it's but hey that's why I'm sending this to y'all and not NPR or something <laughs> anyway stay sexy and don't fuck with Flavortown XOXO C oh my god that was so good that, that was excellent was fucking legendary yeah. it had everything we need everything and, and more thank you C Great job. Weirdly, mine has Alcatraz in it, too. Ooh. My last one. This is called... San Quentin. Same thing. Oh. (laughs) Similar. Similar. Okay, this one's about Alcatraz. Same bay. Same bay. Uh, Hello, MFM crew. I just finished listening to episode 214, where Georgia went over the hilariously crafty story of the escape from Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. I want to share a very cool story about my badass native uncle. This is not necessarily a murder story. That is, unless you count the murder of my native people and culture (sighs) for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, we do do count that. A hundred percent. And then it says all caps. Anyhow, (laughs) my uncle is John Trudell. You may or may not have heard of him, but he was the fearless leader of the American Indian movement in the 1970s. He was also part of the Alcatraz takeover by natives from all tribes, which lasted from November 20th, 1969 to June 11th, 1971. This was an occupation to protest federal laws which contradicted land treaties with tribes and aimed to destroy American Indian culture. My uncle wasn't having it. I remember hearing about this for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is really famous. They occupied occupied Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. I think they talk about it on the Alcatraz tour. Right. Yeah. My uncle wasn't having it. So natives from all tribes joined in on the movement, breaking in, quote, and occupying Alcatraz in a protest that was a first of its kind and a huge success for native people. The occupation of Alcatraz was successful by allowing natives to finally have a voice in their mistreatment in North America and allowed them to expose issues in the way the government treats native people. And then a a very F the police moment. Am I right? (laughs) My uncle's role in the protests was to run Radio Free Alcatraz. He voiced the anger, sadness, concerns, and celebrations of many Native people and truly became a sounding board to let the world know who these people were from a cell block in a notorious abandoned prison. Yeah. Uh, the movement was eventually forced to shut down, but the great work our Native people did there shows how passionate we are about culture and how we never back down. My uncle went on to lead the AIM, American Indian Movement, and pissed the government off for many years. <laughs> he created spoken word music, starred, starred in movies, and even dated Angelina Jolie's mom. Whoa. And it says, yes, of all the amazing things he did, that was my favorite and most exciting claim to fame in fifth grade. <laughs> Now at 28 years old, I truly see the inspiration he was to so many. I'm so proud of my badass family, my badass last name, and my history. My uncle left on his journey a few years ago, but his memory lives on in many people and with memorials my cousin organizes annually. Stay sexy and never stop pissing off authority, Rose. 
Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That was amazing, Rose. Hell yes to your uncle and that movement. That's, That's so cool. Incredible. Yeah. And it is, I could be wrong about the tour, it being a part of the tour. I just remember if it wasn't on the Alcatraz tour, then they taught it in our schools, maybe I, because just I live so close by. Right. But I think, well, I did go on the Alcatraz tour when I was like seven. So that could be where I heard about it. But I do yeah. think that we, they taught that in schools here in California. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. What I think we we've do? done it. What do we do now? We say goodbye. Oh, right. Uh, send us your stories. Tell us what's going on in your lives right now. Is there any like quarantine foibles that you're having or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. Any mix ups? Like, oh, are any meat cutes? Any quarantine <laughs> any meat cutes? Meat cutes through your front window that can't actually, they, they can't really take place, but so it's the not passion a is there. It's a look cute. Oh, it's a stare down. It's sta <laughs> it's stare porn. That's the reason I love the movie Twilight so much. Is my friend was like, "How could you like that movie?" And I was like, uh, "It was like fifteen year old stare porn. Who doesn't love a good porn. stare across a chemistry class? A good moment. Come on, moment. it's like oh, he's looking right at me. He's looking at me. <laughs> the best. So yeah, if you if my recommendation is watch the movie Twilight. Yeah. If you tell us what's tell us what online dating is like right now. I'm so curious. It's got to suck. A lot of back and forth, a lot of chit chat. You have I, to like get to know irritating. people probably uh, or just like, hey, what's uh, talking about the weather? It must be very dull. Yeah, for sure. I would imagine unless. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Yeah, Elvis, you want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs>